You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good evening, everybody. I'm Casey Pierce, as always. Holly Ogden will be here in a bit. She is caught up at work. And we have new DJ tonight, DJ Kate. DJ Kate. On the ones and twos. I'm going to get myself some, like, DJ drops. You should. Just, like, a simple, like, record scratch. I wish that it was on this sound effects machine that's, like, 100 years old. I can't believe it still works. Um, I have applause, a lot of boings and bumps. Let's see. Crickets. DJ K! There you go. It worked. It worked. I loved it. Oh, and congratulations, by the oh, way. Thank you. DJ K just got engaged. Yay, to someone who was shockingly to find out a friend of yours at yes. some point. It was crazy because I'd known you for a long, for quite a while, I think a year before I was able to put together the connection. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> World famous wrestler, Mr. Caleb Stills. <laughs> well, it's funny because he goes, yeah, my massage therapist, gotta go see Casey, get my massage. And I was like, I know a girl named Casey who does massages. The small world. <laughs> it's, I feel like podcasts wrestling comics they all just kind of run the same circle it is a triangle like yeah, it is the trifecta like, it's the triangle this is bermuda <laughs> right <laughs> it makes sense right well yeah so uh i was in ireland last week jealous it was uh it was something else you know but i'll tell you what like we were in dublin and it was kind of a workcation so we couldn't go too far outside the city had i had like a week I would have visited the countryside and everything, but um now we tore up Dublin on foot, but any direction you turn, the wind is in your face. I can't tell where it's coming <laughs> from. It's like a wind assault. Like you were just assaulted by the wind. So I knew because it was cold and kind of rainy and windy the first few days. I'm like, I do not do well in this climate. I know I'm going to get sick. So my plan was I'm going to drink Jameson all day long. <laughs> because it I kills germs. Ki- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to kill it with fire. And wouldn't you know it, my poor uh friend who's a, a writer for Source Point Press, Mr. Ben Goldsmith, who writes the Seance Room, uh got sick the first day and I said, What'd you drink? He's like, Well, I had a few beers. Eh, wrong answer. <laughs> wrong answer. You kill that with fire. You are in the land of whiskey, you will drink whiskey all day long. It wasn't like I was smashed. Just you know. The nip of whiskey each meal. I'd be smashed. I know me. <laughs> I'd lose control. Well, I was eating a lot of potatoes, though. Like, I'm in Ireland. There's so much Irish whiskey. I have to try every single one. Dude, we were... It was second to last day. I was way too smashed. I started buying shots. Buying shots. I was buying the bar. <laughs> Golden Schlager. And I lost my wallet. And yeah, right. That was my mouth, not a sound effect machine. Thank you very much. You are the sound effect machine. You're hired. That wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So anyway, yeah, and that became a thing. Even though I don't carry cash on me, I just carry my card. So it was just like a minor inconvenience. You got to cancel your cards. I still have my passport. Thank God, or else I wouldn't even be sitting here talking to you. Um. But, uh, but yeah, and then I get an email a few days later from uh, an executive uh, officer at the Dublin Street Police Station. 
And he said, somebody turned in your wallet. If you're still here, let me know. You can come pick it up or we will mail it to you. If you had done that here, you would never have seen that wallet again. It's true. It's true. And somebody, when I told them I lost my wallet, they were like, listen, it's going to turn up because Irish people are very honest. I'm not just saying that because I'm Irish, but I'm, I'm telling you right now. And he was right. He was right. So that's fantastic. Go Ireland. I know, right? You people are so nice. Seriously. Seriously. Um, but I will say every, like, I, I loved Ireland. The people were so sweet and generous. And, but like, there are funny stereotypes about Irish people that are positive and are very true. Um, we were watching a newscast. It was a news broadcast about this. Now, this first part isn't funny at all. Um, this 28-year-old was put on trial for killing this old guy in, in cold blood. Um, he was, gosh, in his late 70s, and um, his name was Paddy. And so Ireland doesn't really have suburbs like we do. They have city and then you live kind of in the middle of nowhere you know like desolate country kind of thing beautiful but excuse me um so we tuned in at the part where they were talking about memories of old paddy old paddy i used to see him down at the pub we were always good for a story old paddy be walking the dog and old paddy we're gonna miss old paddy and we were roaring i was like oh my god of course his name is paddy of course it's old Paddy. Who does the old Paddy? <laughs> I still cannot do a great Irish accent at all. I uh, can't either. I just, you know, I I tried. There was this guy named Daryl, and he would he had a habit of saying, you know, for the most part. And so he would say, for the most part. And I would say, for the most part. And he goes, you're rolling your R's. You're, like, taking it south of the border. Like, you need to drop <laughs> the T's. <laughs> Stop roaring your R, rolling your R's. R, R. You sound like an Irish pirate. Ooh, that's your accent. Irish pirate? That's a Halloween costume right there. That's my wrestling name, though. The Irish pirate. Irish pirate. Mine would be, I already have a Mexican name. A Mexican wrestler name. It's what Nacho Biche. What is it? Nacho Biche. Nacho Biche? <laughs> It started as uh, this other place I used to hang out, this other radio station. We don't need to mention names. Uh, I came in one day and they just had like random luchador masks lying around. So I put one on and uh, one of my friend's shows, they asked to interview me as like a Mexican wrestler. <laughs> and so I decided I was Nacho Bitch. Nacho Bitch. <laughs> and they're like, that's not, that's not Spanish enough. We just spice that up a bit. But yeah, there was a, uh, I threw around some terms that were pretty gross. And I, say, I thought you kept saying Nacho BJ. They made it like I can't pronounce it. I'm so stuffed up. Nothing sounds right. <laughs> like nacho biche, biche. I don't know. They said things. I said cool. I drank a lot back then. Still, <laughs> and I drink do. a lot now. <laughs> I drink slightly less now. Slightly. <laughs> oh man. You know. At least go to bed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so. While we're waiting for Holly, I don't want to get into our main subjects that I want to talk about, but I will go over um, the top 20 stressful scenarios as reported by millennials. Now, this is from a study website. All they do is just pay to do studies. Um, 
Number one is losing your wallet or credit card. I'm raising my hand. Arguing with your partner. That's a good one. Only because I feel like in relationships today, people just can't cope with the fact that their partner is upset. That is true. I think because also there's so much social media exposure that I feel like people like connecting verbally together is harder somehow. It is. Like people have a lot harder time like communicating with each other one-on-one in person. And I feel like that leads to a lot of fighting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's not enough connection. There's not enough patience either because we're in such an instant gratification. Like, what do you mean? Like, it's like... If if we were in a relationship, it would be like me treating you like a computer. Like, come on, what do you mean you're not working? Sure. What's what, what's wrong? Come on, come on. I need you to work. You know, it's like there's no patience. There's no well. You know, let's let's sit down and talk about it. It's like an old Nintendo sixty four cartridge. Sometimes you just gotta take it out, blow on it for a minute, and try again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset. Blow me. <laughs> I mean, that's how I solve my problems. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I always feel that I just feel that way. Like pe- when people have an argument, it's it's an extreme thing. Like it's they leave the house. They're like, oh, I'm dumping so and so because of one argument. And then it's, it's 48 hours of silence. And I'm like, good Lord, people, people fight. Your life isn't always going to be rainbows and sunshines coming out your ass. You know, it's true. People are going to be upset. Not everybody's going to like you. And that's it, too. We are in a like-based society. If someone doesn't like something about you, they just can't handle it. Well, that's true. And I think there's also a lot of people take it really, really personally if someone doesn't like you. Like, right. if, like they definitely take it on a personal level. Because mm-hmm. their creature comfort is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so you're saying something's wrong with me. That's what you're saying. <laughs> It's just, oh, snowflake, man. Pat me and tell me I'm pretty. Exactly. Uh, the Number three is uh, commute or traffic delays. I think that's everybody. Okay, that's been pissing people off for like since the beginning of time. I was going to say, since <laughs> the dawn of man. Since the beginning of vehicles in all sorts of travel. I'm just saying, I bet you back in the day there was like camel traffic that people were mad about, okay? Like <laughs> traffic is just, just terrible. <laughs> Joseph's like, can you move it along here? I kind of have an immaculate child. Hurry your camel up. <laughs> Change the hoof on the side of the road. <laughs> the savior, savior coming through. Excuse me. Uh, see, number four and I think number one should be switched. Losing the phone should be number one. Because I was not that upset about the wallet. It's my phone that I would be upset about. Um, Absolutely. Just because we are in such a commutative time. And me personally, I'd be double screwed because my wallet is attached to my phone. Exactly. So if I lost that, <laughs> all hope is gone for me. Right. Except for when I travel, travel, I separate them. Mm-hmm. But There's a lot of payment information stored on your phone, your email, everything. There's everything there. Yeah. Everything. Your whole life is in your... It's it's literally a computer in your pocket. So I don't know why number one was losing a wallet. You know, I think, if anything, millennials take that in stride. Like, okay, well, I'll cancel my cards and then... I'll use my cell phone to order a new wallet. Exactly. Exactly. I'll go, I'll go on Amazon right now. I don't really carry I'll cash. I'll have it in two days. You know, I have the cash app and I have PayPal. That's that's the way of the world. Yeah. Um, Arriving late to work... 
that's everybody. Don't blame everything on millennials, people. That's, again, since the dawn of man. Slow Wi-Fi, guilty as charged. Uh, yeah. There's no excuse for that. <laughs> Phone battery dying, yes. Forgetting passwords, that's everybody. That's one of my biggest pet peeves, though. It's like, I hate forgetting passwords when you try to reset it and you forget, like, the password you need for something else to do that. And, like, and then you're locked out. Pretty much. Like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. You've tried eight times. You're going to have to wait five days. Mm. Like, what? And it's like your bank account. Yeah, something major. Yeah, that's, uh, and it's always, I think everybody has what, the same root word they use for their passwords with different numbers. Pretty much. I have, I think, two terms that I use, but I use a similar number for each one. Yeah. I, I would vouch for that. I use, like, this name, a nickname, da 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 Your year born, birthday, whatever. Um, credit card fraud, that happens a lot today. And that's not just a millennial thing. I, again, like, this is happening to a lot of people. Credit card fraud is one of the biggest things. Credit card fraud happens more often to the elderly than it does to the younger, I'm pretty sure. Absolutely. They're, it's It's sad to say, but they are easier to scam, and people take advantage of that, and it's pretty disgusting. Yep. So I don't know where they're getting that. Forgetting phone charger. Now that falls under number seven, phone battery dying. So they're just trying to list it twice. Losing or misplacing keys. It's everybody. Paying bills. Well, that's always been a... <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's Who ever paid been for this like, test? You know what? I just love that it's never been a problem. Paying my bills. Right. <laughs> no one has ever said that. If anything, if anything, <laughs> millennials are... I'm going to say something positive, are on this whole train of law of attraction. You know, we all read, you know, The Secret, and it's like, my bills are paid. And I'm going to pay my bills doing what I love. So if anything, I think the opposite is true. Um, phone screen breaking, I've never, not quite, I've never had that problem. Um, credit card bills, that falls under paying bills. You got to just listen shit for... <laughs> Grins credit here. card bills then don't spend the money on the credit card right check, check engine light coming on uh school loan payments that's a big one i'll vouch for that okay that that's yeah <laughs> i'm gonna disagree with job security only because again like i said the law of attraction thing we're on that zen train where we're like you know what um i'm gonna be a job hopper because the the days of working in a factory for like 35 years, retiring, are gone. We know we're job hoppers. Even interviewers now are just like, I don't care. At least you didn't stay in the same shitty situation. This is the way of the world. We will change careers about five times. Yep. Well, that's the way it has to be. That's literally how things are presented. There's not... you. I don't think there should be anyone, especially at a younger millennial age, to just start their first job opportunity be like, I'm going to hire in. I'm going to stay there forever right. and right. have it be beneficial to you in the long run. It's not. It's not the way the world's set up anymore. Mm, we let go of that a long time ago. I don't think anybody coming out of college now expects that. I'd hope not. They probably don't even remember a time when it was like that. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah, because the parents coming up now aren't those Ford and GM employees. Well, some are, but I mean, like, not... As much as in our generation. Mm-hmm. Are you in your late 20s or early 30s? Mid-20s. Mid-20s. Okay. 
So uh, I'm I'm in my early 30s. Um, and my parents worked for, and my aunts and uncles, of course, we're in Detroit. Um, Ford and GM went overtime was all the time. I was going to say, uh, I grew up up north, so we weren't part of like the Ford and GM thing. But my dad's worked for the same company since literally the year I was born. I think he started a couple months after I was born. And he still works there to this day. However, my mom, not as fortunate. She's changed jobs throughout the years. And like she's even went back to school and done tons of stuff. And it's even at... Even at the mid-20s level, I can still say I did see my parents go through, at least one of my parents, go through not being able to find that, like, forever job and have that opportunity. Right. So your parents were probably, like, the tail end. Pretty much. Like, my dad got my dad got on the lucky boat. Like, he'll he'll be there till he retires for sure. What's he do? Um, He's a CNC machinist. Oh, hell yeah. Machinists will always have a job. Always. Um, yeah, I even worked there when I was younger. Call me Kate Ketchup. Kate Ketchup. Because <laughs> they bring well, you have in. a lot of nick- aliases. I nicknames. have so many nicknames. Are you wanted in a couple track. states? Probably. Because now I know all your, all your aliases. Probably. No, uh, they just pulled me in when they were behind, like a couple months or so, and like in a week or two, I'd have them like caught up in ahead. Like, so listen, like, I got Nacho BJ up in here. I felt like the cleaner. <laughs> How much is the reward money? You can take those roadblocks down now. I got her. For no, real. Turn me in. But again, machinist, so skilled trades, and we are still yeah, so skilled based society. Still a skilled trade. Uh, skilled trades are something that if anyone is looking for something like that, they should get into. Hell yeah. That's what people need. Like, they need like HVAC pl- employees, uh, plumbers. Like, that's a thing that people will always consistently need. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who over the years have treated those jobs like they're lesser. Right. Just because you got to get your hands dirty. Like, mm. ooh. And we need we need people like that. I mean, we do. And and this thing too is just because you went to school for it doesn't mean you have to do it the rest of your life. True, you don't. You can fall back on it if you wanted to. I mean, really, but you can go anywhere with it. There's so much freedom and skilled trades. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you you lose one job, you get another one tomorrow. Shoot, you can even freelance work on your own. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the world is your oyster, so don't do not. Think that skilled trades are less than good lord. They absolutely are not. They're the ones who are actually making money. Um, so let's hurry this up. Um, oh, there's only two more. Choosing what to wear. Mm, no. Uh, <laughs> All I can think of is like clueless when she pops up the closet. That's exactly what I thought of too. <laughs> and she was doing self the first selfies with a Polaroid. That's the first image that pops up in my head. Yep. Yep. And they're doing a. a Clueless reunion uh, this week uh, in C2E2 in Chicago. Coincidence? I, I think, don't think not. So. <laughs> I think not. And my boyfriend's uh, man. Are they all going to drive backwards into it? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, that's such an underrated film. I love Clueless. Really is. I haven't watched it in so long. I'm doing it this week. I have to now. <laughs> no shit. You guys have coke here? Well, yeah. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And last one is washing dishes. We wash our own dishes. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. Come on, y'all. Come on, Did y'all. Did you think that, like, when you got older, like, you just weren't going to have dishes to do? I don't know. I think a lot of those they were reaching. I don't think those are actual based on I do feel like a lot less millennials cook, though. So I wonder if maybe they're saying 
like because they're more on the eat while you're out or get food delivered to you that when they do have dishes, it's like a super big deal to them. Yeah, it's a major inconvenience. I that is true. I'm trying to think of how they're looking at it to decide that that deserved to be. We on are in the, the age list. of Uber Eats, and I work for DoorDash. Um. Which I think is awesome. It's one of those things I'm like, man, I wish I had that idea to start that company. I mean, I like it because I work 60, 80 hours a week. And right. there's some weeknights where I don't get home till 1030, 1130 at night. That's too late to eat dinner. Right. You know, and I don't always plan to be out that late. And it's like, I don't want to eat McDonald's and Burger King every day. Like, that's gross. So right. That's it's, heartburn. I think it's convenient and nice, but I don't depend on it. Like, I feel like some people do. Right. Plus, who can afford to eat out like two to That's three meals a saying. day? That's what I'm saying. That's a lot. That's why I'm screaming. I'm like, now we're creatures of habit at our house. We have chicken salad five days a week. I meal prep like salad meats. Yeah. Ahead of time. Whatever you can throw in a bowl. Usually a dish or two. I found these really awesome, not pasta, pasta noodles. They're made out of chickpeas. Oh, very So I've been making cool. so many pasta dishes. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's by a brand called Explore Cuisine at Meyer. Explore Cuisine, at, and it's at Meyer. Yep. Explore Cuisine. They have, like, some other different ones made out of different, like, they have some edamame noodles and, like, some, uh, is it, like, lentil noodles and, like, black bean noodles? I haven't tried all those, but I do know for a fact that the chickpea ones, pretty dang good. Hmm. I love I've chickpeas. Excited. I'm I'm on the roasted chickpeas train. Chickpeas are good. I like the, um, like, the puff like ones that you can get for like the snack yes. bags the crispy ones yeah that's that's the Those roasted are so ones. good yeah oh roasted that's the word even though like be prepared to have something to drink because they are very dry but yeah. they're so good <laughs> it's so like, good it's like you take it with a shot of water but it does get chalky it's it, a little chalky. chalky the noodles are good though like the texture and consistency it's pretty dead on now i'm gonna investigate that please do um so did you know that you can get space herpes I love that um, you were taking a drink. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Don't worry. It went down the correct tube, thankfully. Um, uh, Space herpes, huh? Yeah. Herpes from space. Are they like herpes with alien DNA or like? Let's find out together. I need details. How do I acquire <laughs> space herpes? On Sky News, NASA issues space herpes warning. As virus reactivates in astronauts, the stress in the body of spaceflight is believed to contribute to suppressing the immune system and helping the virus grow. Um, NASA, okay, so according to the agency, excuse me, while only a small proportion of the astronauts develop symptoms as a result of the dormant virus awakening, it could spell danger for the longer spaceflight missions, for instance, to Mars. NASA astronauts endure weeks or even months exposure to microgravity and cosmic radiation, not to mention the extreme G-forces of takeoff and reentry, uh, said Dr. Satisha Mehta. Uh, the physical challenge is compounded by more familiar stressors like social separation, confinement, and an altered sleep-wake cycle. Um, the research is published in the journal Frontiers of Microbiology and concerns the reactivation of the virus rather than a new virus which had developed in space. NASA's thorough medical systems measured the physiological impact of spaceflight by analyzing astronaut saliva, blood, and urine throughout the spaceflight. 
During space flight, there is a rise in the, secre- uh, the secretion of stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, which are known to suppress the immune system. Um, in keeping with this, we find that astronauts' immune cells, particularly those normally suppress and eliminate viruses, become less effective during space flight and sometimes for up to 60 days after. Due to the suppression of the immune system, the astronauts' bodies are less able to keep dormant viruses down, allowing them to reactivate. To date, 47 out of 89, 53%, astronauts on short space flight of, uh, shuttle flights and 14 out of 23, 61%, on longer ISS missions shed herpes virus viruses in their saliva or um, saliva or urine samples. Those frequencies, as well as the quantity of viral shedding, are mark- markedly higher than in samples from before or after or from matched healthy controls. Only six astronauts developed any symptoms due to the viral reactivation. All were minor. There are eight known herpes virus, including the strain for chickenpox, which once uh, contracted will stay within their host nerve cells for their entire life. They are most likely kept uh, suppressed by the immune system, but the immune system itself is suppressed by space exploration, then they could pose significant risks to astronauts traveling to Mars and beyond. Uh, the research found that the longer the spaceflight mission, uh, mission, the more it seemed the viruses were reactivating. So if you do have something, like let's say you have, you know, legitimate herpes, you have had um, chicken pox, uh, shingles, what's another one? Um, I had it before. Golly, what is it? Um, mono. Oh, I had that too. Mm-hmm. Fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So imagine going into space. Now, now you will always be a carrier of mono. Yes. So you're going into space. You're sleepless. You're experiencing G-forces. You're out there. Not only experience a lot of stress in a very confined area off your own planet, but you're also not in your own environment. From the sounds of it, you're lucky herpes is... All you can get because under all those circumstances at once seems like you'd just be asking for an explosion of crazy inside your body. Right, right. If, like, if herpes is the – like if you had herpes before, it flares up in space, that ultra sucks. But at least it's not – It sounds like – Alien herpes. <laughs> Does it really classify as alien herpes though? Because you're still human. You're just in space. Right. But now the aliens – are declaring warfare because we're spreading herpes throughout the damn galaxy. Well, maybe we shouldn't go in space and shag all the aliens. That's why Thanos was like, snapped his fingers and He's like, we gotta cut this off before it happens. Did you notice? (laughs) It's an Easter egg. Now all the people that disappeared in the Avengers, they all had herpes. (laughs) They all had space herpes. They all had space herpes. Speaking of space herpes, the cosmonaut herself, Miss Holly Ogden, who does not have herpes. Is and they're definitely not from space. She is in the building. <laughs> I'm just getting her headphones on. Can you hear me, baby? Can you hear me? <laughs> How about now? <laughs> Can you hear me now? How about now? Okay, sorry. All right. So, what well, we we just read the article. You're you're not that too far far behind. Um. So, if you have had herpes before, chicken pox, um, any viruses that have stayed w- within you. Like I had, we both, Kate and I had had mono. 
they tested that during space travel, 63% of astronauts, because of the G-forces, the confined conditions, the stress, the prolonged, you know, you've been out in space for a long-ass time, and that's so much stress in your body that anything that keeps that from flaring up is now gone. So 63% will have like a, a herpes flare-up, chicken pox, shingles, mono, you name it, they have a greater chance at that. So, but the the uh, title of the article was about getting herpes in space. I'm like space herpes, tell me more. For a minute, you confused me. I thought you were saying it was gone once you go out into space. Oh yeah, so that's <laughs> I. I'm even more pro colonization now. Listen, <laughs> all you herpes people were putting you on your own planet. <laughs> the cure is to go into a different atmosphere. We're just gonna confine you to your own planet. And then you can all find your mates there. Who who wrote this? Um, this was according to Sky News. News.sky.com. Uh, NASA issues space herpes warning as virus reactivates in astronauts. So when I read space herpes, I'm thinking, oh, God, it's a new strain of herpes from Thanos. Um wouldn't this be like a letter they would send out to the astronauts, like a group message, like a a PSA, like a work <laughs> should be given a by work uh, meeting. R. Kelly gives Not a like PSA a to the astronauts. Public, hey, all the astronauts that you've ever known, <laughs> the herpes are gonna go wild in space. <laughs> you see people ducking out, like, well, I'm out. Sorry, other <laughs> uh, uh, viruses. Then you see one astronaut looking at the other, like. Wait, you have herpes? <gasps> what happened or to that? future space cadets? Yep. Space. You got to <laughs> really think about if you want to be an astronaut because your shit's going to flare up. You know, we laugh, but that's probably happening now. They're doing pre-screening. Like, listen, if you've had herpes before, pair to itch like hell in space. Wait, does it go away when you come back down? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not for long. Oh, it did. It did say like even after when you come home, like the symptoms can last. Hmm. Gosh, I forget what it said. Uh, it said something about uh, uh, NASA astronauts under weeks or even months uh, exposure to microgravity and cosmic radiation. Not to mention the screen. Blah 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 blah. Um. Yeah, because during spaceflight, there's a rise in the secretion of stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. That you know. Um, so, oh yeah, so it become, they become less effective. The, um, the immune cells that suppress and eliminate viruses become less effective during space flight and sometimes for 60 days after that. So you could be back on planet earth, but it takes your body so much time to reacclimate and balance. That, girl, you're going to bless you for a while. <laughs> Mm-mm. That shit sucks. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Lance Bass because you said oh my God. he almost went into space. I'll never forget that because I remember he was doing all that training, the G4 training, all that. And the last minute they were like, we are not a taxi service. Like, then why did you let him do all that shit? Just for MTV? Okay. Just for MTV. Just to, uh, yeah, just to have a little spotlight on him for a minute. To do that and then pull the rug out from him. Right. Mm-mm. Let's see. Let's see you uh, believe that you can actually do this. No! <laughs> um, 
Then they let a Backstreet Boy up there. That'd be funny. <laughs> hey! It's the battle. Oh, jeez. Um, they did do the... Wasn't NSYNC the one that did, you know, in one of their music videos where they were like, acting like they were in outer space or something? I know they had puppets, too, but... There wasn't there one that were like acting like they were floating. I don't know. I want to say that was the Britney Spears video for "Oops, I Did It well, Again." I know that she did that, but she wasn't like floating. There probably was. <laughs> and I'm thinking maybe of I'm old wrong. Navy maybe commercials. I'm just... <laughs> old Navy commercials. <laughs> so I came across an article. Um, I was saving it for when you got here. Um, so in um. Tanzania. I always have a, a horrible time saying this. Um, Tanzania. Uh, there are albinos being hunted and killed, and children are being limbed. Like these witches are stealing and killing body parts and kids that are albinos. Um, ten, according to Fox News, ten children in um, Tanzania kidnapped and killed for their body parts. Authorities say. Uh, the authorities say that 10 children who were kidnapped in December were found dead and were killed for their body parts. The children's ears, teeth, and private parts were removed, and some were missing limbs, according to published reports that cited the authorities. They were 2 to 9 years old. Uh, authorities in uh, Tanzania have uh, indicated that there may be more missing children. A relative of the three children have been arrested. Albinos um, were killed in witchcraft. Um, Authorities are said to suspect that witchcraft motivated the horrors that were inflicted upon the children. Some witch doctors in the area where the children were killed claim that by obtaining some body parts, people can attract money and good fortune. The children went missing, and while their parents sold food at the market, the BBC said. Um, This is all about superstitious beliefs, and many believe they will get help from witchcraft. Uh, these murders are linked to witchcraft practices because that is the trend for such crimes where herbalists ask people to get certain human body parts from money rituals. We urge all parents and guardians to be on alert and teach their children how to determine the motives of who is around them. Uh, we want to identify the perpetrators, but our focus is to educate the traditional practitioners in the area quickly and those in the surrounding communities on the need to stop these acts. Um the body parts market as uh, from $2,000 for one limb and $75,000 for a whole corpse. Authorities say uh, the murder and mutilation of the 10 children was not related to the killings of the albinos in this country. Um, and then this has been a problem for Tanzania for a long time. And I looked up articles about um, albinos being targeted by witches for witchcraft um, and they went back as far as 2012 where kids are being kidnapped, killed and limbed in the name of witchcraft. It's a weird, weird thing and I we do not hear enough about it. And we think our gun violence is really bad. Experience what these people experience every day, not even being able to let their children out on the street because a witch is going to grab them and limb their child. Well... It's like, I mean, evil evil sacrificing has gone on for a long time. Mm, absolutely. The blood of, you know. But why all The innocent knows? and inno- kids are innocent. Right. 
Yeah, and this, I mean, albino hunting goes back, you know, um, for a while. Like, I, I went down this rabbit hole. I'm like, why albinos? Like, I don't really understand this. Is it because they're rare? I guess. According to Listverse, 10 tragic facts about albino hunting in Africa. Um, 10 is misunderstanding and racism. Um, uh, body parts for profit. Like, we just talked about this, number nine. Um, exhumed bodies. Um, instead of treating them like a human being, the witch doctor, um, uh, witch doctor stared at them like a lion being ready to jump on its prey. They put them in special schools in camps, so they segregate them. They're destined for poverty because no one wants to hire them. They get the most skin cancer and AIDS. They are, um, they have their own community where they've been exiled to the albino island. There's an albino island? Mm-hmm. Within, um, yeah, they, they are rejected from society. So some of them start their own community and some of them are, um, and this is in Tanzania, which is weird because I'm like, don't, like, put yourselves in one group because then you're going to really be attacked um, and so on and so forth. Um, and they get arrested just for being albino. What the fuck? I feel like this is something I feel bad about, like, because I didn't know this was going on. I'm like, we talk about some really dumb shit in America. Like, what the hell? We got, we're crawling with gingers over here. (laughs) Makes me think of South Park. For real, I don't think they should be hunting for sport. Um, yeah, because, um. I, I definitely didn't know about this albino island. Where is that located? Because well, you're talking about Africa mostly, correct? Right. Let's see. So it's the people of Africa, like, putting these people. That and at least some of them start their own society. Isolating them? Right. So seeing racism. Let me go back and read that. This is just, gosh. And they're showing pictures of children with fake limbs because they've been attacked and their arms cut off. Like, what the hell? Come on. Okay. Since albinos are so often rejected from society, many of them decided to start their own community on the small Ikiri. I'm so horrible. Ukiri Island, which is off the coast of Tanzania. Uh, as of 2014, around 70 albino people live there. Some of them were lucky enough um, to have a family who does not believe in superstition, and they can all live together in peace. However, living there does not guarantee the albinos are safe, despite the fact they are only three hours away from the much larger city, uh, Wanza. City. An albino man, Alfred uh, Capole, was attacked there, and he was raised by his parents on the island who wanted to give him up for a better life. Um, it's good gravy. I can the heck is on. going on over in the next I room? I, I hear it sounds people. like a fight or someone being possessed. <laughs> <laughs> it's really da, 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 da. man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Oh, that was a good reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. People are get, taking it to church over in the other uh, in studio too. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's just I feel like this is not talked about enough. 
Like, I want to do something for these kids. I saw these kids with, like, no arms. I'm like, what the hell is happening? And, and <laughs> so it's just allowed all over there? Or they just do it, like, oh, yeah. secretly? Oh, yeah. they're li- Well, it's not allowed. But they're living in Mad Max times over there. Is that just one area where, you know... I mean, it's just like, kind of like poaching. So many poachers get away with it. It's just, in the circumstances, people involved. Right. I think yes. it's the whole country. Because I was thinking maybe it was narrowed down to one area where, you know, we all have that one area on each um, place. Like ours is the south. <laughs> right. <laughs> the that's whole like, south. That's like a... They do some weird shit over there, and we don't agree with it. We're not with those people. <laughs> right. We're up here in the north. Far north. Um, but there are villagers who are fighting back, you know, young uh, young people taking up machetes. and Actually, I have a video of... Gosh, hang on. So it's like what you do for an hour? I So they're cutting up people, and you're going to go cut up people? Like yeah. cut them up? It's it's a war zone over there, man. It's crazy shit. Hang on, let's see if this is the video. They can talk a little more in depth about it. Sorry, the Wi-Fi is like chugging along here. Fig, I'm trying to look something up myself, and it's it's just not wanting well, yeah, to load. Child, children <laughs> have genitals and tongues cut off in ritual killings. This was from yeah, this was from Wednesday, January thirtieth. Oh my gosh. All right. Da, da, da. One in 15,000, excuse me, one in 1,500 people in Tanzania have albinoism. So it's it's pretty rare. Um, here we go. Yes, I'll accept the cookies, damn it. <laughs> Give me all your cookies. Am I cookies? Where's cookies? Oh, don't tell me how you use the data. Continue to your partners. I just want to play a damn video. That's that's, that's all I want to do. Okay. You're trying to look up the video? I'm trying to get it to play. Before you got here, we were going over the um, the list of what makes millennials angry these days. <laughs> Probably a lot of stuff. Dude, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I feel like they were just like on a hunt for millennials. It was, it was stuff I'd never even heard. Like, oh. Sophia Shadrach's mother was killed by a mob in this remote village in northern Tanzania. Her alleged crime? Witchcraft. Sorry. Technical difficulties. Two years ago, Sophia Shadrach's mother was killed by a mob in this remote village in northern Tanzania. Her alleged crime? Witchcraft. The incident began and ended with tragedy. A small boy was killed by a hyena. Villagers, terrified and grieving, claimed the animal had been possessed by the sorcery of Sophia's mother and three other older women. The next night, the women were murdered, their homes destroyed. Walianza wakamkata panga, 
They cut her with machetes. Then they took firewood, mattresses, an iron sheet, and burned her like you would cook fish or meat. Seven hundred and sixty-five killings related to witchcraft were recorded in 2013 alone, an increase from 630 the year before, according to the Legal and Human Rights Center in Tanzania. When tragic and inexplicable things happen, witch doctors, often operating as traditional healers, sought out for their supposed fortune-telling abilities, have been known to point the finger at unsuspecting individuals. Older women, marginalized and vulnerable, are sometimes blamed. The Tanzanian government recently said they would crack down on witch doctors because of their links to the murder of albino people for their body parts. But those who carry out these attacks, and those on women labeled witches, are rarely brought to justice. If you tell the patients that they have been bewitched by somebody, you just create a conflict between the two. That is when killings can happen. Behind the suspicion often lies a more sinister motive, greed. A simple accusation of witchcraft can condemn a woman to death, leaving her property and wealth to the accuser. They think the only way to access that property, meet cows, meet farms, be whatever, is to, to, to claim that this lady is a witch, and in so doing, then it justifies for her death. A month after the death of her parents, Maggie Benge survived an attack on her life. Men entered her home after dark, slashed her with machetes, and left her for dead. In June, I was seriously injured when men cut me with machetes during the night. After two months in hospital, Maggie was released with permanent disabilities. She had nowhere to go but back home, where her attackers still roam free. Insane. This, I mean, that whole area is going nuts over superstition. That's it. People are dying. Like, what? <sighs> Again, I had no idea this was going on for years. We never hear about this. There's, and there's nothing that can be done? I don't know. I mean, if the government's obviously against it, but I don't... I mean, they're cracking down on witch doctors, but you, you got to have more authority than that. I, but I don't know what action they're taking either to, to, quote, crack down on witch doctors. I really don't know what that means. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I don't either, because it's like, Cause it's say, like, hey, are you a witch doctor? Oh no! Keep walking. You don't. And since yeah, we yeah. don't live in that country, right. we don't know how things are ran. We can't you know? walk we up can't in there say, with Team America. <laughs> yeah. Can't walk in there with guns a blazing. I wish we could. I'll walk over there with guns blazing. I'll bring some machetes. I'll be like, listen, you leave what these redheaded folk help? alone, huh? You leave these redheaded folks alone. They did nothing to you. I can see you walking in there. Like Rambo. Just two machetes on your back. <laughs> About to kick some ass. For real. Like, I'll guard your door. For real. That just, when I saw those kids without arms, I'm like, what is going on? Where are your arms? Like you lost them to a witch? Kids. What year is this? Defenseless kids that can't even fight back either, you know? Right. Oh my God. And yet we're like, oh, our gun violence is so high these days. Dude, 
At least your head's not getting chopped off and sold because you're redheaded. Give me a break. We have so much privilege in this country. Holy crap. Oh, my God. Anyway, sorry. It's just, I feel like I'm going off on one of those. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> anyway. So well, these things need to be highlighted. Because, right. you know, like you said, you didn't know about it until you read it today. And I didn't know about it. But um, to switch topics real quick, because I feel like that's so sad about the kids. We need a palate cleanser. <laughs> and there's nothing we can do that we know of. Um, So we know the Mandela effect. We've talked about it before. Oh, yes. Casey's very familiar with it. <laughs> yep. And if you don't know what that is, it's... Um, some people will say it's a trick of your mind where you don't recall the same things that you recall things happening differently than they've actually happened. But some people say it's not a trick of your, your mind. They say that it, you know, thousands really was a different way before. And all of a sudden history is not the same. Right. It's like we're living in a parallel universe because thousands of people share the same false memory. Yeah. So, um, my boyfriend, he, you know, he tagged me in an Instagram post by Vice. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, didn't the watch list talk about this um, not too long ago? And so I read their article. And I just want to see if they pointed out anything that we haven't talked about as far as the Mandela effect. And on there it said, some people even recall a movie named Shazam that they swear happened that had Sinbad starred right and I guess there isn't a movie no nope I told I told Jason about that the other day and he was like yeah there was I go no Jason there wasn't (laughs) and again he was like oh well I'm like oh well well." Jason that doesn't like blow your mind he's like it doesn't really affect me I go no that scares you and that's why you don't want to talk about it (laughs) but um (laughs) so they were saying that if you're experiencing the Mandela effect, it is because you're reaching a higher level of consciousness. You are transcending into a fifth dimensional reality where you will perceive time differently. Yes. You're activating new parts of your DNA. And I thought that was interesting. I'll tell you what. I've had so many x-rays in my life. And the most <laughs> recent one I had, they tell me I have an extra vertebrae. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. And again, Mandela effect, you know, the theory is that after May, excuse me, December 21st, 2012, even our body parts shifted. And I'm like, how come nobody has ever told me that I had an extra vertebrae? Oh, yeah, because I didn't have one. I know I sound crazy. (laughs) You're like, give me my best x-ray. I'm like, now I, exactly, we will compare and contrast because I'm reptilian. Get my doctors on the phone. I'm reptilian. We did talk about Reptilians crossing crossbreeding. Yeah, we did. Al- aliens as well. Every time I see a Lord video, I always think of how they think she's reptilian. Oh, yeah. She does look like a reptile. She does. <laughs> and they were saying that about Justin Bieber, I think. They said Justin Bieber was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because my dad's and always, Miley Cyrus, you look a lot alike. My dad's just... always on Tranny Watch. <laughs> Tranny Watch twenty nineteen. <2019. laughs> my dad is on the Tranny Watch. <laughs> 
That's his new podcast, The Training Watch. <laughs> the, tra- <laughs> the Training List. New podcast, The Training Watch. Uh, <laughs> Who's a dude or chick today? You never know. <laughs> well, you know, now that it look, it's looking like we're about to eliminate sex altogether. Right, no kidding. <laughs> Forget it. Uh. So I thought that was interesting that they included that in their article about a different level of consciousness and a fifth dimension. I believe and it. And I was like, okay, high five, Vice, because that's it's pretty uh, pretty deep there. Right, because they're, they're willing to talk about it. And I did watch a video of some guy going on about Mandela Effect, and he goes, do you hear that? Not from these headphones. Obviously, you'll hear an electric hum. But he's like, right now, like, during the day, do you just sit there? Even if you're outside or just sitting in your house, everything's real quiet. All of a sudden you hear this hum. He's like, that's your brain. Vibration. Yeah, that's vibration. That's you reaching a higher level of consciousness. We hear it now more than ever. Mm. Berenstein. Berenstein. They, they mentioned that in the article, too. I'm like, yeah. Even Bob Waltonshiel of Podcast Detroit. <laughs> he will take it to church. He's just like, no, because it's German. And I'm German. It's Berenstein. And he's like, I have the VHS at home that says Berenstein Bears. I'm like, yeah, I remember when my dad was like, okay, remember your phonics. This is Steen. Berenstein. Like, the sex okay. in the city, sex in the city, sex in the city, or sex and the city was like. That what? blew my mind because <laughs> if you go to sexinthecity.com, it come that's the domain name. It's not sex and the city. And the domain was established before twenty twelve. I know Drops that's the mic. That's the part that really freaked me out. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Gnarly. See now I'm getting getting the shivers. But this caused a lot of unrest in my home for a long time, as many of our listeners may know. I thought about you when I was reading it, especially that part of higher consciousness, because you telling me that you um, kind of went down the rabbit hole and you had researched this heavily. And I'm like, Casey will be pleased with this part. <laughs> yeah, I, I really am. Thank you for bringing that up. I'll never forget when I texted my brother because I was freaking out. And I said, do you remember unicorns being mentioned in the Bible? He goes, Casey, don't chase this rabbit. Don't do it. <laughs> and then I told him something else. He goes, yep, it's too late for you. So that's when he came <laughs> over and he's like, listen, we need to talk. He's like, because I've been there. But you got to live in two universes. One where you're hip to this stuff and one where you just got to get up in the morning and say, what am I going to do? Just forget it. You got to live your life, Casey. Can't rock yourself in a, a basement with a shotgun like your whole life. That's true. I like your um, case. Thanks. You are limitless, and it's like got a spaceman on it. Space people. Five below. Everything about some five below. (laughs) Yeah, and 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 I've never stepped foot in that store yet. (laughs) What? Yeah, how you would go nuts in there? Oh my God! It's a magical adventure. <laughs> like, DJ Kate wakes up. And I know she's like, what? "Hold on a minute, I need to tune in." This show Real is brought to you by quick. Five Below. <laughs> what did you just say? I heard it's magical. Like Casey always tells me, "I got this there and this there and this there." Oh, I got this T-shirt there, and I'm like, "Oh, those are those are cute things." We and might I- have to go Wednesday to Five Below. I know you're off work. 
<laughs> I will videotape this. Seriously. Please do. I need updates. <laughs> I need no. I want to see your face when you cruise through Five Below, and you're gonna be like, oh, "It's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year." You're gonna have your. It's gonna be like supermarket sweep. You're gonna have the cart, and yeah. you're gonna. I always wish I could secretly be on that show. Although I'm sure I would be nervous and go like, "No, you would." It's easier to watch on TV, and you'd be like, "Get that freaking thing that was like the. Why are you getting that shit?" No, Holly, you kill it. Go for the meat. <laughs> you know meat is expensive. Go for go the for meat. Go for the steaks. Go for the meat. <laughs> oh, go for the meat. Why are you getting that bread? Go for the fucking meat. <laughs> Shit. Uh, oh, Drop the bread and grab the meat. <laughs> You're like, I love this show, but you've been on the edge like, oh, my God. These people are idiots. <clears throat> I'm a choco bitch. Dude, let me tell you. So we were watching this European show in Ireland, this game show. It was me and Travis sitting there. And I'm. it was kind of a variety show, but I'm thinking it's going to be like, what is it? Like Double Dare. You've got these people on helmets ready to do these. Ready to go through slime. Right. <laughs> these physical feats. Go in the nose. And this thing was called Hang On. And... It's just people that try to hang on to a bar as long as they can. There's foam blocks into them. <laughs> and then, oh, 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 somebody fell, somebody fell, somebody fell. The last one standing is the winner. And we think they're going to go on the next thing. No, our next contestant's on. Hang on. And that's all they're doing. And I'm like, so it's pretty much like upper body strength. What are you watching, Europe? What You're the like hell doing pull-ups while someone's throwing stuff at you? Seriously, they had one of the kids down there. This was, was really weird. You had to tickle the opposite parents <laughs> to try to get them to fall so that their so parents family win. teams like trying to right. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's gonna be like double dare, but it's just like really weird. <laughs> and then the one time we actually actually it was funny because Travis was like, "What the fuck are you watching, Ireland?" And it turned out to be America's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's an American show. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Five Below. You would love it. This key ring, Five Below. Gosh, like half my wardrobe. We're going to fix this. I'm mad now. That's a conspiracy. That is a conspiracy. You're mad. Holly never been to a Five Below. My whole below. life doesn't make sense anymore. It doesn't. I'm experiencing Mandela Effect. I'm pretty sure you went with me to Five Below once. No. <laughs> girl no I, I've i seen it like it's across in Allen Park from you know Alta and all that on the other side mm-hmm. and yep. I've always thought oh I should go in there but I always never had time it's in uh, Woodhaven too now at first I thought it was a coat store like five below like, <laughs> five, oh. be- five inches below <laughs> Little coats, little coat hangers. I was thinking degrees, like five below. It's five below. Little like she's thinking about inches. (laughs) You want chodes? We got chodes for days. Five inches and below. (laughs) Easy does it. (laughs) Just a tip. Just a tip. Oh, oh, that's the whole thing. Oh, yep. It's just for your. I want a store called Just the Tip. I'll never forget when you were like, they should make a clothing store for short, stout guys and call it Chode. And you're like, I can just see like 
a, a stocky guy who's like yes. five foot nothing turning around with his jacket like, well, it's a chode. I said there's a big and tall, but what about chodes? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you had your hands together perfectly in your jacket like, like but what about chodes? Like- we here at chodes. <laughs> <laughs> Holly is the best. If you want your business pitched, have Holly do it because I was about to shit my pants on a plane when she was talking about having Holly, you pitch it because it was excellent. Are we talking about chodes still? No, we're talking about why, how you put people, like you convince people to get on a plane. Oh. And you will send them wherever in the world. They can't know where. And, and so they can't pack for it. They can't. They're not prepared for wherever they're being if dropped you're adventurous off. adventurous and you want to take a chance and you love traveling, but <laughs> you just want to live on the edge. She looked at me and she goes, you're a free spirit, right? Yeah. She looked down at my backpack. She goes, backpack? Sure. <laughs> and I was dead. I was like, That's why I think you'd be perfect for our show. Oh, golly. That's back, wait. Backpack? Sure. Backpack? Shows you love sure. to travel and, you know, you don't carry around much. You're on the go. You're a person on the go, right? See, I love that. <laughs> that That is great salesmanship because you are immediately making about me or the consumer, like, you're all these things, right? And people are like, yeah, I am. Yeah. Like yeah. I do have a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> I have two backpacks. wild and crazy. I'm wild and crazy. <laughs> I didn't lose that spunk. We're wild and crazy kids. You know that show from Nickelodeon? Um, no. <laughs> no uh, Baby. We got to go to a break. <laughs> I, I got to. I'm, I'm so reeling from Mandela. I'm reeling from Chodes. Holly has a video of five below. Five inches in below. Good Little baby. tiny coat hangers. <laughs> your little dolls, your miniature dolls. Oh, my God. Like... When we come back, Holly talks about her date with Tom Thumb after the break. Yeah. Welcome back to the Wild List. <laughs> Do y'all have fun on your break now? <laughs> so I'm like, rum, rum, rum. Holly, I'm you got like... anything else for us? Mm, you know, just myself. <laughs> so, um, oh, go ahead. No, it no, it's not really anything. <laughs> what do you say? So, the feds seized one million pounds of pork smuggled. From China in New Jersey. Smuggled. So I immediately, when you say smuggled and it's a food product, I'm thinking, okay, this is like bio-warfare right here. So uh, one million pounds of pork smuggled from China to New Jersey port amid African swine fever outbreak. So U.S. Customs and Border Protect agents um, made... Excuse me, border protection agents made the biggest seizure of agriculture product in American history. On the heels of a massive cocaine bust at the New Jersey port, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection announced another big seizure on Friday of roughly one million pounds of pork smuggled from China, where there's an ongoing outbreak of deadly African swine flu. Uh, officials announced the seizure of more than 50 shipping containers during the press conference Friday morning at a warehouse in Elizabeth. 
Three rooms were filled wall to wall with packages of illegally smuggled pork products. Agriculture specialists made a critical interception of these prohibited, prohibited animal products and stopped them from entering the U.S. before they could potentially cause grave damage, said Troy Miller, director of Customs and Border Protection Fields Operations in New York, New York. <coughs> Um, the seizure was an effort to battle the spread of African swine fever, a contagious, deadly virus which has killed more than one million pigs in China. The disease has never been reported in the United States and does not affect humans, but spreads rapidly to domestic pigs and wild boars. If African swine fever in just infected the American livestock, it could cause $10 billion in damage to the pork industry in just one year. Uh, the million pork pounds... Um, the million pounds of pork, excuse me, million pork pounds, the million pounds of pork in the largest agricultural seizure in the U.S., uh, he said. More than 100 custom and official border protection um, specialists and canines from the uh, Department of Agriculture worked to uncover the prohibitive food. The pork was smuggled in various different ways, including in ramen noodle bowls to Tide detergent, um, they said. So in so, in some cases, the packaging matched the product on the manifest, but contents were prohibited pork. In other instances, the pork was simply packaged among other goods, authorities said. This was a highly orchestrated um, smuggle, said, the, said Stephen Maloney. Um, this was a conceited effort to conceal here to bring in this product. I'm quite confident that if... It is anyone. Uh, if anyone is smuggling illicit items in through Newark, we will continue to identify, seize, and destroy the products. Um, repercussions, um, if any, China and people involved will face. The Newark port of entry is one of the busiest in the country and sees thousands of cargo containers pass through every day since the reopening of the Bayan Bridge. Ship traffic has gone up eleven percent, et cetera, et cetera. So, sounds like, I hate to say, like, a stretch, like, this is an act of terrorism, but it kind of is. If this was a highly orchestrated smuggle of tainted pork products in Tide detergent containers and ramen noodle bowls, come on, (laughs) y'all. So you're coming over here to destroy our agriculture. Why? Weird. What I want to know is what business was like, yeah, China, send me your infected meats. I'll buy that. Like, what? I don't I don't think they did. I think that they just wanted to bring it over. <laughs> what? Oh. Just wow. to, <clears throat> like you said, create a spread of this infection of with our animals over here. Right. To destroy our livestock, because so it is a form has of a vendetta against us, <clears throat> right? And how far did they get? Pretty oh, close. Yeah, they seized it at the New Jersey uh, border. So right on the bay, they were like, "Nope, nope, this is uh, illegal. Like we're dumb." But <clears throat> I'm telling you, me and customs. Seriously, I have my own qualms against customs. Not customs. I'm going to say the TSA. Um, and that's unfortunate because I know somebody who works for TSA who's a, a decent guy. I like him a lot. Um, but they get all kinds of crazy ridiculous in the abuse of their power. However, there's instances like this where you're like, well, thank God they caught it. But, I don't know. I have a similar story, actually. 
as you were talking about it. And I'm like, wait, I did. I do have something to talk about um, because I heard about this. Actually, it happened only um, a few days ago or a week ago. And it was in Canada. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but a man used his GPS to try to smuggle meth across um, in Canada, uh, while he was going through Canada. And it led him to the wrong area and he got busted. Oh, boy. Um, he attempted to cross Blue Water Bridge to Port Huron, Michigan. And customs um, apprehended him. Wow. Because his GPS took him the wrong way. <laughs> so he he was he, coming from Canada? Yeah. Oh, boy. Because he went the wrong way because his GPS accidentally took him there because he didn't know where he was going. <laughs> Fucking Siri. <laughs> she knows what's up. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, poor guy. I think this said 10 pounds. Yeah, 10 pounds of drugs. Oh, my gosh. Um, he was transporting the drugs to pay off a $2,000 gambling debt. You know, that's a common tale. Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Gambling yeah, he was from... Um, drug. He was transporting the 10 pounds of um, methamphetamine to... Oh, wait. He was from Montreal, Canada. He was supposed to transport the 10 pounds of meth um, to Calgary, Alberta. But it said try to come to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Did it you said, not it, see it, the it said the GPS led him south instead. He wasn't trying to go south. When and then when he tried to t- to cross the Blue Water Bridge to Port Huron, that's when he was apprehended by the customs. You know that happens though, because like I remember we were coming back from New Jersey or excuse me, New York, and the GPS wanted us to go through Canada. And we're like, no, that's we're not take us to an alternate route because we can ease. We are in the United States right now. Why the fuck are we going to go through Canada and come back down? No, that's not happening. We are not dealing with Border Patrol. And, you know, if you're not trying to go across the border and you don't have your, you know. Yeah, your passport and well, stuff. Like, that's probably how he got busted. He's probably like, I don't have a passport. And I always like, get, well, like, what the very hell are you doing nervous here? about, okay, um, I know that says Bridge to Canada and, like, about going the wrong way. Because right. when you don't have your passport on you, I have a passport and everything's valid, but... Don't keep it on me 24-7. Right. And I don't mean to go to Canada. So if you accidentally get in that line, you get like, <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you get up there, yeah, they're going to give you a hard time about turning around. They're, you're going to care search and everything. Unreal. Not today, son. Seriously, so on the way back from Ireland, we had to go through two gauntlets of customs. And I'm a part of all clear, but that does not exist in Ireland. So getting on the plane, it was easier. Um, coming back sucked. And then I had to wait 48 hours for my luggage because they didn't make the turnaround in time. So they delivered it to my house, which was nice, on my last pair of underwear. And I rolled it on the carpet like you do. It was like they rolled it in mud. I'm like, what? I you, you rolled your underwear on the ground. I was like, what? <laughs> My last part of her underwear, I rolled it on the carpet like you do. Sprayed it in a little bit. Like, I was like, who oh, skid okay. marks at Davies? Maybe. Maybe I've been wearing my underwear all wrong all these 
Doing it all wrong all these years. That's for good luck. Create the static <laughs> shock clit, you know, whatever. So, <laughs> the static shock. <laughs> but I opened my bag to get my curlers out, and I just happened to notice that the compartment where I put the very few comic books that we came back with in was open. And I'm like, I zipped that up. And I'm looking at the zipper. The zipper's gone. It is busted off. And so opening so rapidly. Yep. Just being fucking dicks. And it said, your bag was inspected. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry if anything was damaged. I'm like, you primates. You could easily open that zipper. It was a really tiny zipper. They just busted the thing off. You know, and we were watching like an Australian show about Australian customs. And it was supposed to be, I don't know if they were supposed to look like heroes or what. It was kind of like cops. And they just looked like straight up dicks. There was this guy who had traces of um, something that could be used to make ecstasy on his wallet. And they said, have you come into contact with any drugs over the past week, whatever? He's like, no, absolutely not. They asked him the same question five times. And then he was like, listen, no, I don't do drugs. I'm not a druggie, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, whoa, sir, you're getting kind of erratic. And then, he, you know, he turns to his officer like, listen, we might want to pat this guy down because he's getting a little, you know. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, because you just called him a druggie five times. Now you're insulting his character when he just gave you the same answer over and over and over. Right. And there was another where... <clears throat> This you know, poor Chinese kid was like, my mom packed my bag, whatever. And they were like, uh, you got beef jerky in here. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you can't bring food in here. So that's a $200 fine. Wow. Make sure you know what your mom's packing you. I've never gotten on a flight and been like, wow, I'm so glad there's no beef jerky on here. <laughs> I bring beef jerky onto a lot of flights, actually. I thought you were allowed to bring um, food in the airport. Normally you are, like if it's dry. Not there, beef jerky. Right. You can't have wet goods, but you can bring dry, and they have to be in the original packaging. You can't have it, like, in Ziplocs. Right. But I'm just like, what? This poor, like, you know, this poor Chinese college kid was like, um, what? And they would listen, we're going to let it slide. We're going to let it slide. Next time, make sure there's no food in your bag. Come Uh on. I remember when I got my bag searched and he was like, don't worry, this is routine search. Plus, Always. you know, looking at you, I know, I already know you're you're not a criminal. <clears throat> because, you know, I've been doing this for a really long time and I can spot out who's... <laughs> is he I'm trying like, to flex for you? Maybe, but I'm like, yeah. You I'm can just see a, You can see a terrorist coming from far away. <laughs> I can smell him. You know. So you'd be somebody I would target because I'm like, you always want to go for the unsuspecting ones. He's like, I, I'm not worried. That's I've been doing this a long time. Like, He'd probably want to get your number know? afterwards. That's what it sounds like. Like, listen, <laughs> I've busted some people in my day, had to tackle them to the ground, get a little rough with them, you know. He was talking to me about it's the dangerous com- job, baby. He was talking to me about Comic-Cons while I was looking through my personal belongings. <laughs> yeah, he he wanted to get up in that. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm going to have to pat you down, though. I'll have to pat you down again. Maybe I'll see you at one of those Comic-Cons later. Comic-Con. 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 I love com- You know what's <laughs> funny? On the way back, when I was talking to Customs, the American Customs, they were like, so, which one do you like better? Uh, uh, Ireland or Dublin Comic-Con or uh, San Diego? 
And I go, well, I had never been to Ireland, so this was a new experience for me. I said, and I said, yeah, I like the weather in San Diego, but I'm, I'm going to say Ireland for, for now. You know, and he goes, oh, I'm from San Diego. I'm like, oh, <laughs> What, did you personally offend him? No, the way he was I, like, oh, oh. He's never been to Comic-Con, though. I was like, listen, the weather is a hell of a lot better in San Diego. I will say that. But I didn't want to say, like, we don't sell as many comic books in San Diego because they're not there for that. They're for <laughs> celebrities and posters. Um, but anyway. Well, I think with not to get too deep into the the conversation about that, but I think with San Diego, yeah, people are so focused on the new um, things coming out as far as the movies and celebrities oh, that yeah. are supposed to be there, the panels. And like you said, it's like winning the lottery. Yeah. They're just happy to be there. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are just like, I made it in. I did. I don't really care about anything. Right. It's like being here. I came here with no money because I spent it all on the ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much what it is. <laughs> and I'm going to sit on the sidelines by the walls for 12 hours. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Eating a hot dog. <laughs> Basking my glory that I'm here with all these fine people mm. in their cosplay. <laughs> all these fine, sweaty nerds. <laughs> Good gravy on a hot plate. Uh, so, so yeah, what didn't we cover tonight? Well, let's see. So, I wonder what the, like, did they get jail time then for the meat that was transferred? No, they said they were going to give find them $200. They're just going to find them when they were carrying things over that could have contaminated the animals and cause a big... Oh, I thought you meant the Chinese kid in the beef <laughs> jerky. That seems like they got like, really what? easy. <laughs> No, the, I'm well, I'm sure they're going to prosecute their ass. They didn't say in detail, but they said they're going to suffer, you know, really bad legal repercussions once they get to the bottom of who was involved in it. Mm. I was like, geez, they don't take those things that seriously nowadays, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, slap all, all the rest. Oh, you crazy Chinese. Come <laughs> on now. Kids. Get out of here. Get out of here with your tainted pork. Uh, these kids, I you tell little you. tainted pork trick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brought to you by Chodes. Good thing I know, you know, tainted pork from afar. <laughs> I can smell rodeo. it. I can smell that tainted pork. Look at that guy checking my bag. <laughs> tainted pork. Don't worry. I can tell those who carry the tainted pork. You're not one of them. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it's a. Like a euphemism. (laughs) (laughs) Next time someone checks your bag, I want them to say something like that. Like, listen, you don't seem like a chick that would carry tainted pork. Can we please make a band and call it Tainted Pork? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, don't get Dirk Manning started because he will start like a new karaoke band. (laughs) We're Tainted Pork. Tainted Pork and the crabs coming at (laughs) you. Space crabs. Space no, it's tainted point. The, the space crabs. No, space hermits. <laughs> space hermits. That sounds like a show I want to go to. 
Space Katie's herpes. over here, like, looking, like, shaking her head, like, no. Like, every time I come to We point, can do but, better. But then it's she's something like, different. But then she's looking at the table, like, maybe. Like, it's not bad. <laughs> I have dreams, Holly. Bad. Leave me alone. Jay's like, no, that will never work. Well, hey, maybe. <laughs> we can like, I got I to gotta pull a couple of things and to check out the numbers. But I need to do research. Possibility. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me a talk girl to, can dream. Let me talk to my guy. Let me talk to my guy. Let's get with this. <laughs> I got a guy. He'll, he'll run the numbers, you know, assess the market, talk to some control groups, you know. Uh, oh, jeez. I can't really make right decisions until I see a pie chart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have to start a pie chart. What what am I assessing? You're gonna here? first of all, we need to wear the meat outfits like Lady Gaga. Okay. <laughs> I, I like how you like had a shiver. Like <laughs> I'm cringing too. Like oh, bunch <laughs> of hot dogs on your body. <laughs> a hot dog dress. Uh, hot like dog a dog dress. style dress. Oh my god, that'd be great. Yeah, we move a set of fridge. Just meat. Hot <laughs> dog. Shaking your dogs at people. Shaking them down. You can Shaking go Katy Perry style and instead of having like the whipped cream bra, you can have like the ketchup and mustard. Oh my god! <laughs> you are like on to something. Show. <laughs> Who wants da, to see da, that? Da, da, da. Call two four eight well, five seven six five two six zero if you want to see Holly shake your dog. <laughs> I'm calling Holly right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like hello, and they're like, hey, I know that voice. Tainted pork. Space crabs and the meat sweats. The meat sweats. <laughs> yeah. They're all in Atkins. <laughs> Dude, the new spokesperson for Atkins, they always have the best spokespeople. Rob Lowe. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. <laughs> Rob Lowe. What? He's so damn good looking. <laughs> he got better with age. But How before did that. Come to this yeah. point? <laughs> before that, well, he lives Atkins, I guess. And before that, it was. Sharon Osbourne, and I'm like, we get all the cool people, you know, because Eggins was how I lost all my weight. But I'm just like, you look at like Jenny Craig, and they've got what's her name, that uh, chick that oh, she's from Cheers. Oops, I think that, oh, I, I was mine. forget who it was. Um, Chris, Christy, Christy Alley, <clears throat> and then uh, yeah, I got the uh. The Osmonds, Mary well, Osmond. For at least they don't have that subway guy. <laughs> oh golly! You're gonna die for a minute I, in my mind. Like the picture of Rob Schneider came in my head. That's who I was picturing. It. <laughs> I was like, Rob Schneider that. is. <laughs> Rob Schneider is the Atkins guy. <laughs> <laughs> Life is kind of crazy when you're just eating meat and vegetables. <laughs> Life is kind of crazy when you're not having any bread. I'm just picturing like the Living scene from the animal, the animal, <laughs> the animal where he's like feeding the bird, he's baby birding the bird, and, like, <laughs> but it's like it's like Atkins granola bars. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It all started <coughs> back when I was baby birding. You know what? I'll I got never this idea. Never forget when you first. And now you saw the episode before I did. That South Park episode, and you were in a fight with Adam, and <laughs> you were like, you know, 
getting emotional like you do during a fight, like kind of crying a little bit. And you're like, but I couldn't help it. The episode was so funny. I was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, but a I like, oh, can't. Yeah, okay, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's I will net like that's the first thing I think of when I think that episode. That's like boom right there. Yeah, like Snyder, it is greatest role ever <laughs> as the stapler, <laughs> the carrot. Life's kind of crazy in the big city when you're a carrot. <laughs> he's like running from a giant bunny. Like he's always a noun. I I really like the hot chick. That was a good movie. Oh, that was so good. I watched that not that long ago, like a month ago. I think it's always on E. I think that was I just on, own it. Uh, <laughs> I actually like that rotation. one. I think that was on. Is is it Ebert? Is it is Ebert the one who's still alive? Yeah, I think that was on his worst, like most hated list. <laughs> he would. <laughs> but up. I like that movie. That was funny. Lighten up, dude. <laughs> just funny. What time is it? Eat till. All right. She's like, I don't gotta talk about it. Buckle on down right now. Uh, in the so world would, of conspiracy. Did you guys do anything for um, St. Patrick's Day? Nope. No. I went to Ireland before that. It's always St. Patrick's Day there. I worked. I'm just grateful <laughs> I was stuffed up so I didn't have to smell cabbage all day. You need to drink uh, some Jameson. Like I, I did. Have. <laughs> I've been self medicating. I'd Mostly with whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I was telling her like, and I told even told my dad. I go, listen, Ireland. It was the windy and and wet, and I know in those climates I get sick. I had a plan that every time we stopped, I was gonna have Jameson of some sort. I was gonna drink whiskey all day. I wasn't gonna get smashed. So every meal, I'm gonna have a nip of whiskey. Didn't get sick at all. Ben Goldsmith, my poor writer buddy, got sick. I go, what'd you drink? He's like, oh, I had a few beers. I'm like, ha, see. You, you can't be like that. You have to drink liquor. Kill it. Go hard or go home. Exactly. Get hard or go home. What? Get hard. What? <laughs> Get hard and go home. <laughs> Unless you're and whack it and then come back, you weirdo. Unless you're really that. small, in which case you go to five below. Right, exactly. <laughs> go hang out with some doll clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you're whacking it into a doll jacket. Five Five and below, get hard and go home. <laughs> Why dressing, like, this dressing it up in Barbie clothes. Yeah, this, yeah exactly. Those tiny pieces, like la 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 la. Coming out of a dressing room, like, oh, didn't see you there. Hello. Honey, I don't see you there either. Hey, what do you think of this, guys? Casey's doing something where she thinks that people can actually see her through the mic. And you used the voice of Tolly. I forgot this was a show. Was that Tolly? Oh, no, this is Tyler. Hey, guys. Want to get high? Want to get high? <laughs> That's the beat to Funky Town. Want you to take me down to Funky Town. <laughs> uh, sometimes weird news is slow. <laughs> yeah, it really People is. We're too busy Everybody's... getting drunk to be weird right now. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think we're just, I think we're the weird ones. All the writers are still drunk. <laughs> like... <laughs> We, drink we haven't gone out enough to make our own weird news yet this For week. <laughs> news in. We're not sure if we were drunk or just imagining the things we saw. <laughs> right. Stay tuned. Uh, 
But yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I turned that into a peen. Nope. She's oh. drawing on the, <laughs> our laminated um, picture of the studio number with the the studio three on it with the phone number you call in. Yep. I'm drawing boobs on the three. So, okay, get this. And my sister would kill me if she was listening to the show, but she doesn't. So, hey, we're going for it. I'm so going to <laughs> But, um, so my sister's online dating. And <laughs> rule number one when you're online dating, or I'm, you know, actually I've never I'm online dated, but I'm, if I was single, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But rule number one with online dating is you never go to the person's house on a first date. Like, you wouldn't go to their house on a first date. Okay. So here my sister is, like, telling me about her dating um, adventures and, the like, how a couple guys had invited her to go out, like, in Royal Oak. And we're, you know, she lives downriver, and she said it was too far to go to Royal Oak. And that she's canceled on people a couple times. And I thought also because of nerves, like first dates. Right. So then I'm out on St. Patrick's Day and she texts me and tells me she's going to some guy's house. And I'm like, wait, what? Oh. I said, nope. Okay. Is this like, I'm trying to figure out who this person was. That's where they throw you in the bathtub and stab you with pruning shears. Well, I just got done telling her a story about a horrible uh, where some one got killed on a first date through a dating app. Oh my gosh! And I said, whatever you do, don't go to some person's house on a first date. So, you know, she's my older sister, but I was had to be like act like I was the older sister. Like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. First of all, you're going to someone's house that you don't know, and I said, is this the guy who li-? you know? I was asking if he lives down river. She's like, no, he lives. Um, he lives like 40 minutes away from us. And I'm like, you didn't want to go to Royal Oak, but you'll go to this guy's house 40 yeah. minutes away. And then she stopped replying, really, because <laughs> I was giving her a hard time. So I called her later just to do, uh, uh, you know, a checkup because I said, okay, if you're going to go to this guy's house, which obviously you are, be safe. So I called her later and she answered and she was driving home and, uh. I said, why did you go to his house? You know, that's the number one rule you don't do on the first date. She goes, well, he's got his kids. Wait, what? <laughs> uh-uh. Oh. I said, you met his kids? Oh, yeah. You no. met his kids on a first date? No. He's got two kids. <laughs> uh, she goes, well, he's got a full time. I'm like, yeah, but he doesn't have a babys- babysitter. She's like, well, not on the weekends. What the, that's not a first date, honey. I'm like, oh I love gosh. you, but who brings, who lets their kids, first of all, go around, you know. Meeting girls all willy-nilly yeah. from off the like, internet. Because she, she right. goes, oh, surprisingly, they were fine with a uh, stranger coming in their house. I'm like, yeah, because how many strangers have come right. in their house? No shit. That's what I said. <laughs> I love her, but uh, I'm like... I find it funny sometimes, like, listening to dating stories. So I'm like, tell me more. But then also, like, this is disturbing. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm glad. I'm scared you're... for you, but please tell. <laughs> glad you're there to talk some sense into her good gravy. See, this is why, like I always say, if it doesn't work out with me and Jason, then I'm I'm not doing it. 
I'm not dating. <laughs> Forget it. I, people out here are just too damn crazy. Shoot I'm up. just fine by myself. Thank I, you very much. I said, you're meeting his kids? And she goes, uh, what? I said, this is the funniest stuff I've heard in a long time. <laughs> and she's like, well, maybe we'll just be friends. I'm like, ha! What? <laughs> his kids? <laughs> Oh my gosh! We need to interview her for the watch list. I want to. I want to know what life is like in the dating world. You want to come over to watch some door and drink some juice? I said, "Well, I go. What did you guys do?" She goes, "Oh my god, this is even more hilarious." I go, "What did you guys do?" She goes, "Uh, well, you know, I hung out with his kids, and they were like, one was playing a video game, was showing me how to play the video game, and the other one, you know." Like was showing me a stuffed animal and you know being very cuddly and give me hugs and stuff, and then she said, then we watched a movie and the kids were put to bed and then and then the or the, the youngest one went to bed and then the older one was still up and then he went to bed h- himself and the dad passed out while watching the movie and my sister said she was like s- sitting there on the couch while the guy was passed out and she let herself out. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds so hot. And I said, You like let yourself out and he fell asleep during this movie. And she's like, Well, I'm sure he'll feel bad in the morning. But he did tell me before he's a really sound sleeper and I probably wouldn't be able to wake him up. Come on, (laughs) y'all. Come on. I'm like, Okay. That is such a hillbilly date. Don't mind me, I'm going to pass out. My kids. You take care of my two kids. You're a total stranger in the house with my kids, and I pass. There's some juice in the fridge and some goldfish up there. They wake up. Maybe all right. All right, guys. It's that time again. What did we learn here today? Nothing. Herpes in space. Space herpes. Space herpes. Don't go into space if you have herpes. Herpes. Don't use your GPS to smuggle drugs. Right. <laughs> don't don't go on a first date. The where... Mandela effect means you're enlightened. Right. That's a that's a really good thing to uh, learn today. And online dating, you know. Don't go to someone's house with their kids on a first date. Good gravy. All right. I'm Casey Pierce. I'm Holly. I'm DJ 